you're listening to a podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada, located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May only truth be spoken and only truth received. Amen. So five weeks later, we're finally at the end of all of these teachings about bread, what's often called the bread of life discourse from the gospel according to John. We launched into this material back on July 29th with the story of the feeding of the 5,000 with two loaves of bread and five fish. And since then, it has been gospel reading after gospel reading with Jesus talking all about bread with a crowd of people in Capernaum. He talks to them about the story of manna in the wilderness from the book of Exodus connecting that ancient story to his own story. He says to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. Adding, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. As the discourse moves forward, his language and imagery becomes increasingly vivid, such that today's reading begins... Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. From the safe distance of 2,000 years, we can hear those rather jarring words about flesh and blood as being symbolic, sacramental. But in that moment, because of this, John tells us, many of his disciples turn back and no longer went about with him. Now, I don't know about you, but this seems a strange way to build a movement. If you're going to plant a church, or start a business, initiate a social enterprise, build a community organization, chances are pretty good, you wouldn't start off by saying a bunch of things that offend people. I mean, seriously. Jesus had fed the crowds, and he clearly wowed them when he did it. Because, as John says, when the people saw the sign that he'd done, saw this feeding, they began to say, ah, this is indeed the prophet who's come into the world. Now that's a really good starting point for getting a movement going, right? You got energy and enthusiasm. So why systematically just keep pushing harder and harder with language and images that are sure to turn some people away? When he begins to engage the people in a dialogue about all of this, they first reference one of their most treasured stories, that of the feeding of the freed Hebrew slaves in the wilderness with the manna, with bread from heaven. How does Jesus respond to that? That manna was a gift, he says. That was a gift given to the people by God. But I am the new manna. I am the living bread. You, you, you're calling yourself God's gift to Israel? Who does he think he is? It's just Jesus. I mean, he's the son of Joseph. We know his mother and father. He's getting a little too big for his britches, right? Maybe a little delusional. But Jesus is unrelenting. 
And he just keeps ramping up his language about being the bread of life which has come down from heaven, moving ultimately into these words about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Well, if they were grumbling earlier because he'd said he was the bread of life, he was the new manna, they begin to grumble even more. And ultimately, they leave, some of them leave the movement altogether. John doesn't just talk here about, you know, casually interested people who were there to kind of check this guy out. No. He identifies them as disciples. Many of Jesus' disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. They've been with him long enough to have listened to his stories, to have shared in the feeding of the 5,000, witness his healing presence. They still can't stretch out of the old container of religious faith. My voice is going. There's three services today. I covered all, or uh, St. Michael and all angels in the morning and then sang Evensong for all saints at four. I think there's a lesson there somewhere. Jamie. So here the New Testament scholar Susan Highland comments, as in the Exodus story, the issue is not simply the grumbling of the people, but the lack of trust in God that that represents. The Greek word pistuo is a common word in John. It's usually translated believe. However, its more common meaning is to trust or to rely on somebody. The difficulty in John 6 is not simply the content of believing something about Jesus, but also the lack of trust that the disciples display. Like the Israelites, they have experienced God's miraculous provision, but they do not trust that God will continue to provide for them in the wilderness. Does my teaching offend you? Jesus asks. Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The Spirit gives life. The flesh is useless, which we can easily hear as a dualistic teaching in which only things spiritual count, while the material and the physical world are second-rate. I actually really like how Eugene Peterson renders it in his translation, The Message. He says, The Spirit can make life. Sheer muscle and willpower won't make anything happen. I think Peterson's take on things implies that the material and the human muscle and willpower need the Spirit to be complete. But he doesn't say that the material world is somehow debased or degraded. After all, what is the great proclamation with which, with which John begins his gospel? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word in the world, part of the world, as one of us, that's how much God embraces the world.
So here, N.T. Wright comments, In Jesus, flesh and spirit, heaven and earth, have been brought together once and for all. Of course, Wright continues, Of course, if you try to live on the material level alone, it will become flesh in the negative sense, corruptible and corrupting. But in John, as in Paul, as indeed from Genesis to Revelation, the two spheres of God's created and glorious work, the earthly and the heavenly, are made to interlock and to work in intricate harmony. The harmony into which Jesus is inviting those disciples is characterized as an abiding. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. That word appears right through the gospel according to John. And in today's reading, it takes the shape of receiving Jesus like manna in the wilderness. And here, Susan Highland comments, Feeding on Jesus as manna means remaining or abiding with Jesus. It is through this proximity that Jesus brings life to those who eat. Yet what some of the disciples discover is that it isn't all comfy and cozy to do that. That in fact, abiding with Jesus is difficult. Staying with Jesus and learning from him is a long process. It's a long process that involves learning and then relearning to trust, to keep walking forward with him, even at those times when it feels that all that we're doing is limping along a dark road. He's still there. Now, the church has long heard echoes of the Eucharist, of communion, in these bread of life teachings. And I don't believe that's an accident. John is the great improvisational gospel writer. He doesn't include the sharing of bread and wine in the story of the upper room on the night of Jesus' arrest. It's not there because he opts to tell another story that needs to be told, the story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. But John does offer powerful Eucharistic imagery here in the sixth chapter of John, reminding his own original community, the community that that held this gospel and the epistles of John, reminding that community to come to the table with openness to being drawn ever more deeply into that space of abiding with Jesus. It's that posture of openness to being deepened, coming into contact with Christ's radical hospitality that makes all of the difference. And so, like John's own community, we do the same tonight and every Sunday as we gather through the year. Every time we come back to this table, we think, we might believe, we long to feast, we abide in him and he in us. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.
You've been listening to a St. Benedict's Table podcast. For more information on our church or to provide support for our online work, visit us at stbenedictstable.ca.